The future of health coaching. Opportunity, action, impact. Brought to you by Teleosis Institute, coaching and narrative healing. Welcome to the future of health coaching online. I'm Dr. Joel Kreisberg, the executive director of the Teleosis Institute and our host today. And I'm very pleased to welcome Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum, the founder and CEO of the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. Dr. Scheinbaum is a, a, a certified functional medicine practitioner, as well as a licensed clinical psychologist, as well as having a master's degree in learning disabilities. Uh, she specializes in blending mind-body medicine with positive psychology. She established a clinic for diagnosing and treating attention deficit disorders, and as well as a clinic for treating panic and anxiety. Dr. Scheinbaum is board certified senior fellow in biofeedback, a certified health coach, and a registered yoga instructor. She is also the author of Stop Panic Attacks in 10 Easy Steps and How to Give Clients the Skills to Stop Panic Attacks. Those are two separate books, I think. And she's conducted the first controlled studies of neurofeedback on the treatment of ADD. So we have a lot to talk about. So Dr. Scheinbaum, welcome to the Future of Health Coaching Online. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And to set the record straight, it was one of the first, not the first. I don't want one to take of the first. Okay. <laughs> Great. Good. And so actually, it's interesting because there's so many things for us to talk about, but what we're here primarily to talk about is health coaching and the functional health coaching perspective that you're developing at the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. So let's, you know, sort of take us through how that emerged you know, the whole functional medicine coaching approach that you're developing at the academy. My initial background was as an educator, and then I got my PhD in clinical psychology and was always fascinated with mind-body medicine as well as nutrition. And I found the Institute for Functional Medicine and went through their training program. But that program is for practitioners, primarily medical practitioners. And I saw a need for someone to be joining these practitioners on a collaborative care team. And that someone would be a health coach. And I had trained as a health coach. So I approached the Institute for Functional Medicine about a collaboration project. And I envisioned establishing a school. And because much of academic training is now online for certificate programs. I wanted this to be an online program so that we can reach students from all over the world. And the Institute for Functional Medicine agreed that that was something that they wanted to address. They wanted to train people who can really partner with clients to help them make the difficult diet and lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. And that would be a health coach. So we launched about a year ago. Nice. Great. So let's, you know, I mean, most of our listeners kind of know these terms, health coach, functional medicine doctor, but let's just sort of unpack it a little bit. So if, the, if you're partnering with a functional medicine, what's the health coach perspective? Health coach is really that person who takes someone from where they are to where they want to be. And that involves really helping those clients find their dream, their vision, 
what will inspire them to make difficult diet and lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. And that involves learning coaching skills and specifically positive psychology coaching. Absolutely. So yeah, so your background as a clinical psychologist really bring allows you to bring positive psychology in, which is not the, you know, psych rather than the psychology of there's something, uh, you know, that I, anxiety I'm trying to get rid of, it's actually psychology of how do I grow? How do I heal? How do I bring in, you know, richness of experience? Absolutely. As a psychologist, I was always uncomfortable with the idea of looking at what's wrong with people. And I always thought I was just a poor diagnostician. Why aren't I seeing uh, this person by their label as someone who is bipolar or severely depressed, for example? And I would look at what's right with them. And this was years before Marty Seligman, who is president of the American Psychological Association uh, in the 90s, who really came up with the sense of named positive psychology and he was studying what people need to flourish and we're not used to talking about strengths people are really quick to identify their weaknesses but strengths that's something they they're not focusing on and so our curriculum is heavily based on identifying strengths your character strengths identifying what you need to thrive mm -hmm. so identifying and then as and then coaching is helping the, the clients achieve these pieces right you know achieve this so it's it's, a, it's interesting to watch so much of coaching is based in positive psychology and it's a i guess the, the more conventional psychological community is it has a i guess it's, it's there's more competition perhaps with psychological perspectives but coaching is it's a very important part so your program is rooted in it and so so you're training health coaches and it makes total sense that that's partnering with the functional medicine doctor but i guess we need to like the practitioner so let's just define what functional medicine practitioner is just in case some of our listeners don't know exactly sure so in conventional medicine the focus is on diagnosing a particular condition and then looking at how you would treat that condition. But functional medicine is really more a way of thinking than a way of practicing medicine. It's a way of thinking that uses systems biology, digs down to the basic organ systems and clinical imbalances and finds root causes for chronic disease. And most often those root causes of chronic diseases might be things like inflammation, oxidative stress, immune dysregulation. And then the functional medicine practitioner would look at how you get at those root causes, looking under the hood. And often that would lead to disturbances in lifestyle factors. So out of balance with what we're eating, how much we're sleeping, whose relationships in our life, how much we're moving, how much we have meaning and purpose. And this system of looking at how we function really spoke to me as being very similar to the positive psychology philosophy. Mm. Positive psychology looks at what are the basic elements that we need to thrive. And we, in positive psychology, we look at positive emotions and having being engaged in something, having meaningful relationships, having a sense of purpose, having achievement and accomplishment. So we intersect those those two areas. It sounds like a great fit. You know, in a lot of ways, interesting that you really saw the opportunity because, you know, I, you know, functional medicine really does. One of the key pieces that, about functional medicine that's important is it's, it, it really is tries to individualize the approach. 
So it looks, it's not a one size all way. It's like each person has a, their own version of balance and imbalance. And you're working with that to actually, and so there's a certain amount of nutritional prescribing in a functional medicine uh, setup. So it, it is about what you're eating versus about perhaps, you know, I don't think there's a lot of drugs in functional medicine. Is there really? Not that you can't use them. But it, it's essentially a nutritional intervention of some sort. Uh, functional medicine practitioners, because as you said, it is personalized. So for one person, they might begin with diet and lifestyle change. For someone else, depending on where they are on that spectrum from optimal wellness to uh, illness, a drug might be the only option right. at some point. Right. So they are not adamant against drugs. Uh, so right. uh, it is really looking at what is going to be the best fit for a given individual. Right. And very often it's a combination of you know, some medication where necessary, supplements, herbs, botanicals, and then mind-body medicine techniques and looking at, uh, at dietary changes and movement as well, sleep, um, many factors right so in that way functional is a form of integrative medicine so integrative is a wonderful term because it's integrating you know what used to be thought of as alternative which is you know nutritional prescribing um which it, it, but it's integrating in a in a conventional setting where we're not against using drugs if they need to because what's best for this person in front of me and, and so functional practice so it's interesting so you went and got trained as a functional practitioner but you weren't a physician so were you planning on using it or you wanted to just learn the perspective when i was practicing as a psychologist knowing functional medicine revolutionized how I was practicing. Mm -hmm. Because as I look back, my career and the thousands of people that I saw, I was very quick to say, oh, you know, you're, um, you know, depressed. And then, you know, it's looking at a, a very narrow lens, very narrow focus. I would never consider what they're eating, for example, or how much they're moving and exercise. In my own life, I was suffering from anxiety. I had panic attacks. And of course, I was binging on sugar and I was out of shape. And so in my practice as a psychologist, I began to tie all those pieces together to ask them, you know, what, what's your diet like? And uh, how much movement are you getting? And I would start to walk with, with my clients, for example. Mm. So I was using the functional medicine way of thinking. Um, but what I was not doing as a psychologist was prescribing labs, for example, mm, which right. would be out of my scope of practice as a psychologist. Right, which is interesting. Because so, so the, yeah, so the, and so that's where you also got to see that there's this sort of co-professional opportunity to work with the functional medicine practitioner because you know, it is a, a fairly time-consuming style of practice that has a certain amount of tests and prescribing. And so, and it, the orientation toward how to motivate change, there's not a huge amount of room. And if you put in another person, so in a way you were already modeling the other person because you weren't ordering the tests and prescribing. Yeah. You sort of invented it yourself. So, so then somewhere along the way you became a health coach then. Absolutely. And there's a long tradition in psychology, especially those of us who were more humanistic psychologists, 
basics of, of coaching, life coaching, executive coaching, and now health coaching really stemmed from those humanistic principles. One of my mentors in my doctoral program, Frederick Hudson, uh, was one of the original developers through his, originally it was called the Mid-Career Development Institute, and I was involved with him in the planning stages for that program. And that was really the beginnings of what we now know is coaching that was in the 80s and he went on mm. to form the uh, the Hudson Coaching Institute that was at Fielding uh, which was a school that trained doctoral students in psychology but we were looking at the basics of coaching at that point and so when I founded Functional Medicine Coaching Academy it's using those principles so uh, and to your point about the physicians not having enough time so they may have very good intentions of wanting to guide people through these difficult diet and lifestyle changes helping them set realistic goals but they don't have the time to always be there because it's hard work for many people to change their lifestyle and their way of being. I teach mm -hmm. courses in psychology of eating and sometimes this is a big shift from their culture, from their, their family, what, how they have always looked at, their, at food and the choices they're making. So uh, what a coach does is support. A coach is that person's cheerleader, that person's ally. And mm -hmm. we want to teach our coach Coaches the language of functional medicine so that they can speak that language with a practitioner so that when a practitioner sees a patient and thinks okay they need this particular food plan uh, that coach will be able to take it from there and guide that client through those specifics and it, and it makes total sense because I mean it is a powerful tool functional medicine it is a powerful tool health coaching and they're, they overlap a little. You describe exactly when they can overlap, but in a way, they, they're doing something slightly different, and they're both positive. They're both supporting the client, and so, yeah, it ends up, I imagine, that, that you end up doing a, a lot of nutritional work. A, a functional health coach, it seems like they would need to know a good deal about nutrition and nutritional intervention and diet. We uh, have functional nutrition as part of our curriculum. That part is taught by the people from Institute for Functional Medicine who are experts in these areas. But we're very careful to consider scope of practice. A health coach is not a nutritionist. They are not a dietitian. So uh, we want them to guide and support to give educational advice to resources that uh, where a, a client might want to get more information, uh, but they are not prescribing, not prescribing yeah. diet. They are not uh, telling clients how many calories they need to be eating every day. They're not do, acting as nutritionists. Right. Right. So that, that's, that, it's a, thank you for we're being clarifying, you are clarifying that. And, and I think, and at the same time, it makes sense that it's often not the prescribing that is really where the work is. You decide, you described that really well before. It's like, you know, eating, actually changing people's eating is, 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 is not a simple thing. Right. And, and, and I think many people know that. Uh, and, and unfortunately, the doctor is like the front line of giving you the bad news that, you know what, it really is that you need to do something different with your, with your diet, 
right? And you know, I know that to me, we're moving from a, a, a micromolecule, macromolecule, macronutrient, micronutrient, macronutrient perspective to actually recognizing that it is more of a systems. It's more of a systems outside, which is how's your life structured, your cultural values, you know, how you live, and also the interior, the microbiome is a system as well, right? So what we eat is starting to change. So it's a it's a, a, a wonderful marriage. This idea of functional medicine and health coaching, and this is why I naturally gravitated to wanting to invite you on to the call because I'm you know I, I you know I, I'm an integrated physician, so I, I do a lot. I can do both, essentially, and uh, and I, I but I really see the functional medicine practitioner as an opportunity, and you did too. So tell us a little about the program. So we just know, because it's, it, it's not a short program. I mean, you really ask coaches to, you, you, it, it's a year-long program? Yes, our program leads to a certificate, and we wanted to make sure that we are graduating coaches who are competent, who are confident, and who have honed their coaching skills. So the program is 12 months. It is all online. And when students enter, they are a part of a small cohort group that's led by a course facilitator, or in other words, a TA. And each month we have webinars, we have interviews, we have live uh, Ask the Expert discussions. And as they go through, they're learning in many different areas that are intersecting. The first would be the functional medicine philosophy. So we use the same slide decks that the Institute for Functional Medicine uses at their, uh, their introductory course, but we take those decks and we make them suitable for coaches. They're taught by IFM faculty. We also have leaders in positive psychology who are teaching those areas. How do you assess character strengths, for example? How do you use character strengths to develop a different story, a different narrative uh, that uh, patients, clients can begin to develop that's a more optimistic, empowering narrative about their life story. Then we blend that with the functional nutrition component and also mind-body medicine. So mind-body medicine would be using things like different uh, biofeedback tools, different breathing techniques, using whatever might appeal to, uh, to that particular client is part of that, and then focusing on the psychology of eating as well. And then six months into the program, we have a practicum. And we want our students to actually work with clients. And uh, because we want to have clients who, um, for them to, to see, we have a coaching center. And that is part of our mission as well, to give back to the community because uh, many people cannot afford private health coaching. So uh, we've established this so that our uh, people can come in and they can sign up and they can work virtually or by phone at very affordable rates with one of our students who is being supervised. Oh, nice. So, okay, well, that's so you're getting, so you actually have a clinic as you know, as I would call it, I guess you call it the coaching center, but you're, so the students can actually work because these days a lot of coaching is done on, on this media. Yes or on Zoom or Skype or whatever version of it. And yep. so, so that's a great, great, but it's, it's a key. And that's true of most of, of coaching courses that, you know, there's didn'tic work and then there's go coach under supervision. And so you have that particular 
piece as well. And you know, I, I'm just I'm curious, but about you know, sometimes people feel like online is not gonna be. I'm not gonna feel like I'm part of something. But is your experience at this stage that the students really bond when they're in an online course? It's it brings tears to my eyes when I see how they're bonding. Yeah. From day one, we have um, we have them introduce themselves with mm -hmm. like a little. Uh, say hello discussion board and right away they're oh you live in you know this part of Ohio wow I'm not too far from you we'll have to meet up they're organizing meetups their start we have something we call a student cafe which is a student only discussion board where they can go in and post comments we also have a private Facebook group for our whole community and they're sharing information the live calls with the faculty have been uh, helpful we also i will often do an impromptu talk with um, where people can contribute to the discussion can ask questions and so that creates community we also have something which we're really excited about, which is our coaching in action suites. We have um, ways that our faculty are actually filmed coaching actors who are unscripted and improv, and they are actually, actually very talented professional improv actors. And so that will often lead to lots of discussion amongst students where they're saying, oh, this is what I would have done. And so we're, we, it's part of our mission to make this a very vibrant mm -hmm. online community. And working in small groups, we have students partner we, uh, so that they can work on group projects where, and also learning coaching, you coach me, I'll coach you, so that they can practice the, the skills that they're learning and that are being discussed in the webinars. Yeah, so you confirm, but I have a similar experience. And so it's interesting to watch. I think that, you know, people feel like online is going to be very passive, but it turns out in this day and age, online classes that done well are develop strong relation connections with the students and the faculty. It really does uh, work. I think there's something about the way modern life is designed that being able to, to have the, the class from all over the country or all over the world, you probably have students outside the country as well, to be able to come together regularly and be able to communicate in, in this quasi real-time way where you don't have to all be on all the time, really works. And uh, you develop uh, relationships. That's, um, so I just wanna, I, if you're, I teach an online class as well and, and I find the same thing, that it just, the students really bond. Yeah, during the practicum supervision. So we just about require them unless they are absolutely can't be on their webcam. But when they are all on their webcam and you see, you know, seven, ten people, you know, on screen, each, each person together, uh, it's it feels intimate, yeah. especially with the webcams. It's cool. You know, it sounds great. It sounds wonderful. We have similar experiences and, and we also, I mean, we do a similar kind of coaching thing. We call it the online coaching clinic because I think students do need to learn. I get why we don't want to have students watch too much modeling. But at the same time, it's kind of like the master class in, a, you know, in music or dance where watching a, a coach coach is a really good you know, a good learning experience. So, but so the program that you, it takes a year and you're saying that about halfway through, they really start to have to coach. And then as coaching courses do, in the end, they're gonna have to do some coaching, they have to, to demonstrate competency of some sorts. Uh, and then they end up being certified, which will enable them to, I mean, so at this stage, the program's not that old. So, you know, it's, it's, you're in their second year, I think. 
We are just about to begin our second year, yes. Yes, so, so, you know, it is not like, oh, there's thousands of graduates, but it, 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 I'm sure, you know, 10 years from now, we can do this conversation again, and I can hear about where everybody's ended up. But I do, will say it's important for listeners that there are, there are a considerable number of functional medicine practitioners, right? Actually, there's in the thousands, I believe, of functional medicine practitioners, and it's very, it's growing really rapidly throughout the United States. So this idea of partnering a health coach with a functional medicine practitioner is a really, a, a, a certainly a, a growth opportunity that obviously you were aware of when you designed this thing, but I think for our listeners too, it's really a, something to look at and just, just look in your area to see if there's a functional medicine practitioner. I mean, I live in an area where there's many of them, and I think you do too, you know, but throughout the United States, there are functional practitioners. Every day, there's more and more and more. Yes, it's so encouraging. This is a movement that is exploding. More and more doctors are setting up practices for functional medicine, and we hear from them. They're all over the country and the world, and many of them now are saying to us, as they're beginning to leave their conventional practice, leave um, their job as a hospital employee and set up their practice, they are beginning that practice by having a health coach on their team so that the work will, from the get-go, involve a coach. We are also helping with practice implementation. So we're educating physicians about why to hire a health coach and how you do it. So helping them every step of the way to learn how to work with a coach. What is a coach, for example? Uh, it's not that you can just, you know, take a, um, a coach is not an expert. Um, so coaching is asking questions and being the best listener possible so that that client can feel empowered to make those, to, to reach their goals. Well, actually, that's an important piece that you just named, which is this idea that you're also educating the practitioners on what the health coach does and how to work together. I mean, that's we identified that recently. I mean, I do, I know I'm an integrated physician, and so you know, chiropractors, acupuncturists, physicians, they don't intrinsically know what working with a health coach actually means or how that works. And so educating through conferences, through writing, is an important way for promoting the health coaching field as well. Yes. So I'm curious if I just because of your background and your and you know you, you've written some books. So you know, is there a way that uh, that you know anxiety and panic attacks? Are you still doing work in this particular area? Is that something that you did for a while and you've uh, kind of now coaching is the center stage? Are you coaching in this area? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Uh, that was my area of specialization when I was in practice as a psychologist. So I taught people how to stop panic attacks, how to reduce anxiety, uh, how to get better sleep, how to deal with many physical symptoms because I blended mind-body medicine, specifically biofeedback. I was teaching people relaxation techniques, but not just physical relaxation techniques, but mental as well. I was I had trained early on in cognitive behavior therapy and so helped people to change their nutty thinking, you know, the, the always and musts and shoulds and how they were making themselves upset needlessly, help them to quiet their minds, quiet their bodies. And so I wrote the book. One was to help therapists work with people with panic attacks using this model. And then the other was 
how to stop a panic attack mm -hmm. using these principles, which is basically a personalized approach, but having a lot of tools that are available where you blend use of imagery, use of breathing techniques, use of tools from positive psychology, cognitive behavior therapy, looking at diet, looking at movement. And so now I teach this to to students. So it was basically the, the basis of the curriculum for right. the coaching academy, which is, it's not just one way of thinking, but you blend ones that really are synergistic and work very well together. Well, that makes total sense. That's so, so in other words, that become those skills coaches can use. And of course, you know, integrated practitioners in general can use. And now that I look at the titles, I guess one, how to give clients. So that's a book for practitioners. And then one is stop panic attacks. That's a book for, yes. for actual patients or clients in some ways. So all those skills really come. I'm, I'm interested. I mean, when, when people when people hear biofeedback, I think they think of different things. Can you just give us a sort of a, a brief uh, description of biofeedback? Sure. So biofeedback is nothing more than getting information back about something in your body, a physiological process, biofeedback. When I started back in the late 70s, I was actually grandfathered into certification. There were just a handful of us. I think there were like two or three of us in the state of Illinois at the time. And in those days, we had big wooden boxes with dials and it looked like a old-fashioned laboratory, you know, with all these machines. Well, now by in biofeedback is an app you know you can take your your phone and you can get some of these really cool devices and you can look at your breathing you can look at your heart rate variability to get into a quiet state you can look at a galvanic skin response which is sweat gland activity so uh, you can just hook this up to your phone to an ipad and you can play games there are uh, neurofeedback devices which uh, when i was doing that and doing some research on that again it was uh kids have would come in and it was an all-day procedure getting gel and paste in their their head and all these you know 50 wires all over the place and now it's bluetooth it's wireless and you, know, you can just there's devices you just wear a headband and you can have an app on your phone and you can uh get brainwaves uh, to change so uh, biofeedback is empowering because you can see on the screen just like people have wearables so you know you might be um, on a watch and you might be looking at how many steps you're taking and that's feedback oh i reached 10,000 steps well tomorrow uh, I'm going to reach this many steps say that's you can say those are biofeedback devices so now the whole world is doing biofeedback on their phones well it, it does beg the question are so because you because you talk about how easy the technology is and you know and actually people are doing it I mean my son came home and he was wearing a watch and he describes all the biofeedback he's getting right he's not using it therapeutically I mean and there are coach schools and I mean do you do it does the school train any use of apps as part of it or is that have you gone that direction we sure do. We bring in uh, people from the Institute of HeartMath, uh, some other companies that have biofeedback devices. There are also uh, really cool apps that are tracking devices where the coach can monitor. So another way where they can assist the physician. So let's say they can look at data about somebody's movement program. And this is only going to grow. This is this area is just exploding uh, with these types of monitoring devices. And coaches will play a key role in being able to support those clients by going online, going into a portal, looking at that data, giving them feedback. 
Right, so it's really, it's really interesting because it's not an area that I've been all that interested in, but I know from the coaching profession, it's a big area of development because also like, you know, companies that sell apps also offer packages with health coaches is another, you know, corporate wellness programs use health coaches and they often apps are part of, you know, are part of that process too, being able to monitor, right? And that it's also for a lot of people, that's a very attractive uh, wellness benefit to get, you know, some kind of app mic monitor that allows you to, 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 to you know, to see your progress, right? It's a wonderful thing. It's not my particular cup of tea, but I'm, so it sounds like though that, you know, that because of your training, that's something you're very comfortable with. Yes, but again, it's personalized. So, so it's not something that the coach dictates to say you have to do biofeedback. You have to learn uh, to use this. Uh, some people may be very comfortable and it works for them and others may develop goals around uh, something else. It's always client-centered. Yeah, now that's actually a really key, that's interesting. I do use uh, the one version I use of uh, uh, for of uh, programs is when I want someone to meditate, and I can't get. And I know they're not going to sit down and do mindfulness meditation. I often have them listen to meditation MP3s. You know, that's a simple one that they can usually pull off because they're 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 attached to their phone, right? And it's just a you know, it, it really helps. It's like you know, if you spend 10, 15 minutes a day listening to this, and there's so many mind body recordings out and you know and apps that do that for you so it, it really so i guess i do use a little bit of technology mm -hmm. so but it sounds like you you know you really have that's something that you you were interested in a long time ago when they were back when, when computers were the size of buildings too uh, not the size of your hands so I guess you and you probably don't are you you are a yoga instructor at this stage of the game is that more something that you practice your on your own versus are you still like to to get out there and get others to move yeah. I don't actively teach yoga um, anymore. I I did uh, about maybe 15 years ago. Teach some classes, went through teacher training, which is a great way to strengthen your own personal practice. But I do have a personal practice, which is something that I start my day with. It doesn't seem right if I don't start my day with yoga practice so yeah. well, that's, you know. yoga and I, I go through I, I do a very energizing type of yoga others might do something that's more restorative and more calming and, and relaxing right so there's a different types of yoga as well and that's you know it's really it, you know, yeah yeah I'm gonna I'm start the day with a, a yoga or tai chi practice type of person too and I think it's one of the side effects of health coaching and learning health coaching is that you end up having to do it on yourself you know, you learn, you learn to take care of yourself if you're going to be in this particular field. That is such a good point. And that is a basic philosophy that we have in our program. And that is really focus on self-care first and learn everything that we teach. We want our coaches to be implementing themselves and experiencing it personally personal growth, personal exploration, and really what happens when you are passionate about this, then you are inspiring to others, to your clients. So that is, um, you know, we want them to be inspirational 
role models. And many of our students come to our program because they have suffered a health crisis themselves. Many of them found a functional medicine doctor. Now they want to give back some are um, from other fields. They're doing this because they're changing careers. Others are practitioners and they are leaving that particular profession and going into health coaching. Others want to just add health coaching to their skill set. So whether they're a physician, a nurse, a psychologist, a social worker, nutritionist, they're keeping that practice, but now they want to add coaching skills. Which is, you know, it really is a wonderful, you know, there's a wonderful blend of students who are being attracted to the health coaching industry at this stage. And so that's another reason why the classes end up being really interesting because they're, 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 they're very, very different. The students are all over the place and different motivations. And as well as what you just said, the, the idea of, of self-care, there's a way in which, uh, you know, the, I would imagine your classes are organized to not stress everybody out, but to actually, you know, help people, you know, grow and learn and, and feel good. That's that effect of positive psychology. Absolutely. Uh, my, ne my next question actually is, you know, so I noticed that you are, you know, you have been approved by the National Consortium of Credentialing Health and Wellness Coaches, which is, so, you know, that's uh, something that you support and you see sort of as, as part of the, of the health coaching profession, something, that, something that, we, that we all should be investing in in some way? So the national certification is an initiative that has been a long time in the planning stages. And the consortium was the result of the top experts in health coaching getting together and developing a blueprint of standards and coaching programs applied for approval. And they're just about to roll out the, new, the national exam sometime in 2017, which could really put health coaching on the map so that it reaches a, a critical mass for a number of people entering the profession, which is, according to Margaret Moore, who is uh, on this committee, about 100,000. So uh, our certification or this, the pieces of paper from other health coaching programs as well, those are just pieces of paper. But when you are certified by a, a professional association, a you know, board certified as a health coach uh, by passing this national exam, then that will open more doors so that it will gain legitimacy as a profession. Uh, so we are working with them. Uh, many of the people on that committee are faculty members, uh, Meg Jordan, for example. And so we're just happy to be with them and, and helping and, and working with that organization. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so, you know, our program is we're big supporters of the National Consortium as well. I think it's really important. I mean, it's important to have your certification shows that they've completed a level of, of standard. And it's particularly it's something that's useful for particularly for the Institute of Functional Medicine, which is you're partnering with. I, I think the larger piece is also external certification as I'm a big fan of. So we, we share that. And, and, and yes, it's supposed to happen in 2017. Yes. That they'll be offering the exams and we'll be sending our students off to, to, to see how they do. And I, I would assume that they're, they're going to do fine. <laughs> your, you know, your, your training is considerably, you know, is, is, is strong. There's, there's, there's the, the, the certification has to cover a broad range of coaching training. And, and uh, certainly that your school is offering a a deep and broad-based training, so I would assume they're going to do 
do really, really well. That shouldn't be much of a, of a crisis. I'm curious, I'm going back to the coaching center. Are you finding you're getting, I mean, you know, how is that growing, this idea of actually offering services? Are they, are they low-cost services or what's the, how does the services work for that? It's, it's about $10 a session. So we require that clients sign up for a minimum of 10 sessions. It's $107. So they're being referred. They're finding us on their own. Um, our students, entering students, uh, get a discount so they can come in and go through what it's like to be coached in this formal way. Uh, we all have intake coordinators. So if somebody is coming in as they find us, they go to our website and they want to register to be a client. They're contacted by an intake coordinator. We want to make sure that everybody understands what coaching is, that they're not going to be uh, uh, treated for any medical condition. There's no diagnosis involved. And doctors are referring a lot of their patients for coaching when this is somebody who might not be able to afford working with a private health coach, even if a doctor has a coach in their office, but those are private pay. And so this is a way that they can uh, get coaching that's affordable. And we're having it, it's one-to-one -one now, but it will be uh, really soon groups as well, where people will be getting group coaching good for you so you know it, it, it's a lovely offering and it's you know not everybody knows what coaching is right and not everybody can afford to have a private coach and once again even if the if the physician has the coach in the office this is a great option i'm glad i didn't even know about it so we can refer folks to it as well. It's, it's also for yeah physicians who are thinking, do I need a coach? I want to have a coach in my office. And this is a way that they can jump in and learn what it's like. And then that will help to in their decision to hire a coach. Right. That's, you know, it sounds like you, you got, you got to cover, you've been doing this for a little while. So it's, it's, it's lovely to see how, uh, how evolved it is. I keep sort of finding myself keep gravitating back toward the curriculum that's, you know, because there's something, uh, you know, when I look at your curriculum, one of the things, one of the ones I'm, you know, it's actually right in front of me. I, I, I'm sort of I'm doing my usual sort of looking at your website as I'm talking to you, but, but specifically module four, supporting digestion and reducing inflammation through healthy lifestyle and behavior change is something that I think that you're, I imagine your, your group, your training brings something really unique. Like I, we don't even do it in my program because we're not really trained to focus on healthy digestion. So tell me a little bit, that's, that's a more functional perspective in a way. How does that integrate into a coaching program? Well, we have the functional medicine webinars, which are educational about the process of digestion, assimilation, and, and absorption. Mm -hmm. And we focus on how to, what somebody may need to remove, what someone may want to replace. So removing the bad stuff. So sometimes, a very often actually, a functional medicine practitioner will prescribe an elimination diet 
Well, that's difficult for people telling them that, oh, for the next three or four weeks, you, these, these are all the foods you need to give up. Well, often those are your favorite foods and you think, how can I live without them? And that's where the coach would come in. So our coach would help that person get down to the specifics about staying with your, your vision, your big dream for mm. optimal wellness. Mm. And where would you like to start with this? And may I, is it all right if I share some recipes with you? May I make a few suggestions? Can we? Can I go with you to the grocery store if, if they happen to be in the same community or even a virtual tour of the grocery store to help them navigate through this elimination diet and support them and give them encouragement for continuing? And so it's focusing on that aspect. And it's also probably bringing in some mind-body medicine, stress management, because if you're having difficulties with absorption, with digestion, well, maybe you are rushing through your meals. Maybe you are not even tasting your food, and we need to go back to some mindfulness training, mindful eating. Uh, maybe it's the mechanics of chewing and not chewing your food long enough or eating while you're watching television. So you're swallowing whole and you're unaware. Uh, so a coach would, through questioning, ask a lot about a lot of these things and have the, that client engage in a conversation about many of these different areas. Well, actually, that turned out to be a good question because it allows us to hear how the coach would, you know, work with the functional perspective. So I, 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 I didn't realize we were going to, that you, you did such a nice job. So it really is important because, well, my wife's a physician and we have this conversation comes up quite a bit. Often the physician sort of tells you what you're supposed to go do, but doesn't really have the time to work it out. Right, and your answer really gave a, gave our listeners a really good sense of yeah, there's a lot of things that can be, that need to be worked out, right? You know, which can be very as simple as learning how to choose, find your way around the supermarket to find the healthier foods because it's clearly organized for you to find the ones that are not so good for you, right? There's a whole structure to it, and then of course there's a lot of pieces, and then even down to learning about becoming mindful of what you eat. So that was that. They really, I gave a, I gave to me. I just really heard the the the, the opportunity for coaching to really work in the functional setting in, in your answer. And the reason why I asked that one particularly is because it's just so common for for people to come in with with gastrointestinal issues. I mean, it's the most. I think it's the most. It's the most common thing that I see. Absolutely. And when in doubt, heal the gut. You know, go to what's going on in the gut. Right. And it can hurt. And actually, all sorts of other things get better <laughs> when you do that particular piece. So, um, well, and you know, we've covered a lot of ground here. Uh, it's. I'm trying to see where we would go. Uh, I mean, I guess that my, 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 you're getting close to the end. It's like if, you, if you're wildly successful with this academy, with coaching, what do you see coming on down the line? Well, my mission is to have a health coach in every medical office. For health coaching to be entering the vernacular that people will expect that when they're going to go to the doctor, they're also going to have a health coach. 
because uh, the system that we have right now is unsustainable. We have a tsunami of chronic illness. And you know, if you break your leg, you, if you're having a heart attack, acute care is wonderful. You want to be there. You want to have the best of that acute care, conventional care has to offer. Um, but we have conditions, autoimmune conditions. We have diabetes that you know, by 2020, one of two people will be diabetic or pre-diabetic. And it's really the health coach that is a person who can partner with an individual to see, you know, what are their hopes, what are their dreams, what motivates them to find wellness, and then, okay, now let's dial down to what, what would you like to do today? Where would you like to start? And a health coach can help that person reach those goals one step at a time. Well, that was, you're an inspiration, so thank you, and, you know, in every office, I think that, you know, Perhaps in our lifetime, we can get there because I think the opportunity and the, the, the impact that health coaching can have on people's health is so great that why wouldn't we do this? And so uh, I've been talking to, to Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum, who is the founder and CEO of the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy and a, truly an inspiration, your vision and your program. And a, I'm so glad we got a chance to to, to, to talk about your program because I mean I when we met the first time I was like I we're going to get back and, and hear about this program because I knew it was a good program and now that I've looked into it I can tell that it's it's really having an impact and as well as your vision of uh, of, of sharing your wisdom as and your ability to, to make it happen or help other people make it happen is just so delightful so I want to thank you for taking the time today to share your work it's been a pleasure. It's been great talking with you. Thank you for having me, Joel. Well, thanks, everyone. And we're looking, this, will, this recording, of course, is available all the time. I guess if by now you've probably seen it, if you're hearing me say this. But uh, uh, we look forward to uh, continuing to bring these recordings in the future of health coaching online.